All right, everybody, welcome inside After Hour Sports. I'm here with Eric and Social Mike, as usual. We are we have a special episode today because there's nothing, there's no sports on. So we're going to talk about this documentary that just came out. Um, it's on ESPN and on Netflix. Uh, by the time you're watching this, which is going to be Monday, April 20th, happy 420, everybody. 420. Happy anniversary, yep. Eric. Happy anniversary, hey, yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Congratulations on making it. Your wife didn't kill you yet. Not uh, yet. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. My wife wants to kill me too at some point. Um, so when you're listening to this, it's available on ESPN, ESPN Plus, the stream, and it's available on Netflix. So this is a documentary about the Chicago Bulls last season called The Last Dance. So Chicago. At Netflix, not Netflix, two episodes dropped. Episodes one and two today, which is April nineteenth. Uh, I watched both of those right now. Mike, you watched the first one again. First one, yeah. Catch up with them on another date. I'm sure Mike, you watch the second one before we meet again. Yep. So, just before we start, what do you guys remember off the top of your head about the the Bulls' run? You know, aside from Michael Jordan, aside from Pippen, you know, Rodman's crazy hair. You know, what do you guys remember? Or, may, or maybe it, it's that, what I just mentioned. Um, well, yeah, that, oh, let me go first, sorry. Uh, yeah, that's like the, the obvious, right? Like, like you said, Pippen, Rodman, Michael, of course. Um, for me, the coach also, Phil. Yep. <clears throat> um, uh, yeah, a lot of the role players, Kerr was there, um, B.J. Armstrong. Uh, well, you were talking about the final season or just the running yeah, time? Yeah, we were talking bad. about the final season because that's oh, what this my documentary bad, is about. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, talk, it talks about more. It talk, it goes into – Yeah, because th- that's why I guess because on the first episode, it was more of like – it was kind of a combination of everything, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. – the, the pardon me. Uh, the first episode was more about like Jordan, the history right. of, the you know, the 98 season of why they're in this predicament. Uh, and it kind of goes a little bit into why Jordan's so competitive. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, for the most part, like yeah, like the obvious, like I said, my bad. I thought we were talking about the whole uh, six uh, or their whole run. But, yeah, well, no, I mean like, well, what, what do you, yeah, what do you yeah. remember about that '98 season? I mean, it was a couple of years after Kobe and Shaq got together in LA. You know, we're not there yet. This is like the last run. Um, you know, do you remember all the yeah. turmoil? Like, do you guys remember all the turmoil that they were going through? Not like how, like obviously watching it on on there, it was like oh shit! Like I mean, it all started to kind of like you know, re- um, like come come back. Um, but at the moment, nah, because I was um, I was too excited that we got Shaq. You know, after yeah, Kobe, I don't blame you. I was too excited that we had got Shaq, and we and yeah, we, had, and we were in the middle uh, of our own know, struggles with, the, with trying to beat Utah. Was, yeah, Eric, what do you we, remember, we, Doug? We, Oh, my, um, my bad, yeah. Mike, my bad. No, 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 no. I was just going to touch on the Laker team, but I'm like, no, we're not. that's not what it's about. But, yeah. <laughs> we can always throw in some Laker talk. You were right. I mean, the way I remember those times is like, you know, a scary, a scary, scary team. You know what I mean? Like, everything they were hyped up to be, like, you're not going to beat this team. You know, that, that kind of vibe of, like, until they lose, they're not going to lose. Like, I can't yeah. see, you know, kind of like in that – uh, not even the third one. I think it was more like the second of the three P with the the first three P with the Lakers and Kobe, where like you felt like they're never gonna lose. You're just 
they're going to win eight in a row. Um, I feel like even on the second go around with this Jordan squad, the the second three feet, um, and I mean on the third championship, they still had that vibe where I felt like, God damn, this team is not going to fucking lose. This team is scary. Didn't like them, didn't root for them, but I just felt like they were just going to win. Like somehow they were going to, he was going to get them the fucking dub. That's just, the, you know, it's like a, a villain, but it was hard to call him villains because so many motherfuckers were fucking riding that fucking. Yeah. I mean, it was just oh, yeah, crazy. Hell yeah. But um, but I do want to say that it did kind of have that villain vibe as far as an LA cat rooting for the Lakers, seeing so many people over here rooting for, for him and them. You know. Oh yeah, I I know I do know. Um, for me specifically, what I remember, I remember a few things. I remember how ugly and fat Jerry Krause was. <laughs> you know, it's just something. And it's funny. I actually wanted to film my wife watching the show for the first time to see her face when she saw Jerry Krause. Saw him? For the first time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I knew she made the face that I knew she would make. The, like that fugly, like, oh, what the, oh, who's that? Look at this um, guy. So and I, I remember Jordan's salary. I remember like him being one of the first players to make $30 million in yeah. a single season. Like his last two years, I remember him getting bank on that. So those are things I remember. And <clears throat> one thing that, um, oh, damn, it escaped me. Oh, uh, that my brother was a huge, you know, like you said, Eric, people riding the uh, MJ train. So me and my brother, we were, I, he chose MJ when we were younger. We're only a year and a half apart. So I couldn't like Jordan in our household. Yeah. You know how it is with siblings. Yeah. Um, so he was a Jordan fan. And then I was, I, I, I like Eddie Jones. I liked a whole bunch of different players. Obviously, I was really big on Sean Kemp, Gary Payton. Um, and when Kobe came into the league, all, you know, that was, I saw that guy play. I'm like, okay, well, if you like Jordan, then let me just get Kobe. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I kind of remember about that final season. But what I, and in the first episode, what's crazy is that Jerry Krause, uh, the GM, he started by saying, Phil, this is it, dude. This is your last year. And which is, I mean, it's shocking looking at it, you know, in retrospect, like, damn, they are coming off five championships in seven years. And, you know, all they got to really do is bring back Jordan and Pippen and they can pretty much run this thing back again. You know? Yeah, but I mean, but, but look, as Laker fans, we know – even though we wanted it to happen over and over and we said mistakes, it's like, it isn't always that easy to just bring Phil back, bro. He's not the oh. like the most likable person. I no, no, no. I'm glad. I'm really, really glad you said that. Yeah, and, I was going to well, say. I, was, I told Jess repeatedly, like, this happens a lot with Phil. I love Phil, but he's unlikable after a while, you know? He, he starts to wear on people. You, exactly, Mike. He wears on you super hard. I mean, look, this is the same guy who – this happened twice with the Lakers. We we saw this firsthand, you know. And that's why we're almost like I'm surprised, but I'm also not surprised. Like Phil under Phil probably undermines you in a way where he makes you feel like he thinks you're stupid because he is also highly intelligent. Well, he he is what what everybody said. His biggest skill is the way he manages um, people's characters and attitudes and personalities, Eagles. all that kind of shit. Because to me. Like, 
that he could kind of come back off and on. He could kind of resign, kind of with the whole Lakers with Kobe, where like he literally wrote a book on how Kobe was whack and was able to be like, oh, it's all good. Me and Kobe could still work together and put that pass us and go win two championships because he's such a people person that even though he shit on who <laughs> backstabbed you, whatever you want to look at it as, he found a way to turn it around and be like, Oh no, no. Let's just win a couple championships. Let's, yeah, let's just, nah, Kobe was well, it was on the New York Times bestseller list. Come on, man. <laughs> like he 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 just I mean, Phil's fucking Phil. I, you know how much towards the end we, we were all making fun of him and 100%. That he he ended up, you know, embarrassing himself pretty much in the Knicks, but like anybody that knows the fucking game, Phil's a fucking I mean, legend like he just yeah. he knows how to get in your fucking head. You know, you, you, you're talking shit to him. By the end of the night, you're reading some fucking book he recommended to you, and you're like, what the fuck? How do you do that? You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and also, yeah. like, he, he's he, – he, he also played the game. Mm-hmm. You know, so he played the game for many, many years. He's very smart. and But I'll tell you what. On the documentary, you see, he looks relaxed. Wherever he is, it looks like in Mont- – maybe he's in Montana, his ranch. But he looks. Remember nice. the Zen master. Yeah, dude, he looks Zen. He looks I mean, he's the Zen master. Let's remember the names were, they were fitting. Oh man, it was, but that that that's one thing that was shocking to me, and like I just remember how bluntly he. Yeah, I I didn't don't remember how bluntly Krauss was like, yeah, this is it for Phil. Um. Yeah, that was I was gonna say that too. I didn't, um when you said that earlier when you were talking about how he um. The thing that I don't remember, at least uh, that well, was when he said, "Like, doesn't matter if we win the title and go undefeated. You're out of here. Doesn't matter what happens. You, you can tank eighty-two and oh. Two and oh, yeah. I was, that was crazy. I was like, "Yo, that was yeah." It's like we go eighty-two and oh. I mean, like, doesn't matter. He said, "You're out of here. That's crazy." But yeah, but yeah, I, I, that part I definitely don't remember. But I, I, that when I saw it on there, I was like, "Oh crap!" Okay. Yep. I mean. I mean, we were 13 at this fucking time, bro. So, yep. like, I mean, I don't think we should be too harsh on ourselves for not remembering that. You know? No, I mean, but I, I was in the beginning well, of not, the maybe not that junkie stage. Oh, no, no, I yeah. feel you. That's, but, but I maybe mean, not that but, detailed. But when yeah, you exactly. start that stage, you look at it from, like, who you like. So, like, you said it yourself. Like, me, I, I went into basketball already being a fan about, of other shit. So, like, I never was a Laker fan of a specific person or I never right. watched the NBA liking one player. I went into the NBA always as a Laker fan, like all the Lakers. So like, you know how you said you like Sean Camp, Gary Payne, uh, that, that shit didn't happen to me. Like no fucking way was I rooting for fools that weren't Lakers at that, at that young age of my career, in my life. Yep. You know I mean? Like when I was young, it was Lakers and nobody fucking else. <laughs> I mean, for me it was Lakers and then it was like, and those guys, like I also loved Sidale three. I mean, Eldon Campbell for some reason. You know, I, I have, I have, you know, I like Eldon Campbell, and there's maybe a handful of Laker fans that do, and maybe some Hornet fans, and you guys are like, you know, because he's just a part of our history. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I get it, Eric. I, I totally get that. Um, and that's the way your son is too, man. Like, it's just coming up. Like, no, nah, I like everybody on the roster. Like, my the the fifteenth Laker, he's my fifteenth favorite player. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of like right now with the Caruso. Like a, he's the go. No, he's my first ever player, though. That's. <laughs> and, and, but for us, like you said, we've had, we've we've gone through 
you know, I mean, we've gone through the Mims. We got, I mean, not the Mims. We gone through the, you know, DJ yeah, behind yeah. us. I did like Chris Mim though. Hey, really quick though, do you guys remember Pat Burley? That was a name oh, well, that I yeah, saw he's recently. A, he's a Lakers shooting coach, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. He works. With oh Lakers. shit. Yeah. Yeah, I saw. I, I don't remember where I saw the name. Like, um, you know, when they were like, oh, a, name, a random name that someone uh, someone put up. I think it was on Twitter. Like, hey, uh, what's a, a random Laker or somebody that was on a Laker team that but wasn't obviously a star. And I remember hey, I, I saw it up there, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I, I mean, for a second, obviously, when you when it comes back, you're like, "Oh yeah, Pat Burley. But it, I mean, shit, that was I definitely wouldn't have thought of that, like that. You know what I mean? To to, to reply to that Pat Burley. There was a lot hey, of I want to say this because we keep we keep talking Laker shit. Yeah, and I want to say one thing because uh, I kind of talked to you guys about you know Brandon was talking about like, hey, I kind of was you know pre like you know kind of go back behind the scenes. <clears throat> But like Brandon was a little bit like, "Hey, I wish we all watched, you know, the show or the episodes." Yeah. But one one thing that I was trying to tell him is like, I honestly, not to sound like, because I really mean it, like with no hate or no saltiness. It's like I'm cool. Like I was cool off of it. I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't eager for it. Like everybody else. Is. But the point that I want to say is, I am extremely and super happy for you know for Jordan fans because this has got to be awesome. You know, to get this. And honestly, it's not even just Jordan fans. It's pretty much a lot of NBA fans. Basketball fans, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, me, I, I am still on the, like, you know, I'll watch it maybe some other time. I don't necessarily have to watch it now. But, again, um, I really am fucking happy for them that they get to get this. They deserve to have this. Um, I make no bones about it. I could not like him. I could like him. But I will say that I do agree that he's the greatest player to play the game. So, to me, I I can't trip that they're getting this great moment that they should be getting. Um, I feel like um, we're going to get our version of this again with Kobe. Yeah. And I think when that happens, I want people to leave us alone and let us wallow and let us enjoy and let us, you know, drool over and do whatever we want to do over that. So I yeah, can't I mean, find any part of me that wants to hate on Jordan fans. I just – I'm super. I, I, I don't even really think. I'm just super is, happy for them. It's really not. I mean, it's, yes, it is for Jordan fans, but it's also for the new fans. Like this, this documentary was pitched to Jordan as a, you know, like, look, man, kids are wearing your shoes and they've never seen you play. Yeah, like, that's a good. You know, that's like, a good point. That's kind of the the idea of here. It's like, look, man, MJ. It's been decades since you've picked up a basketball, and you know, it meant something. And where the memories are instilled in us, we remember them. You but know. See, but see, but 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 uh, even though again, the footage and, and the fact that he was the greatest, there's no footage that you can show him that's going to lessen that. So, yep, I understand where you go with this. But even going off what you said, one of the benefits of Jordan was he's so universally known as the greatest. Those same kids that you talk about will start sentences with like, "Yeah, Michael Jordan's the greatest," even though I never saw him play before or you know what i mean like didn't have to get proven that he was worthy i think it was just no no i, I agree but then well, bro, you, you start basketball conversation when jordan's the best now let's start talking about who else is is in the mix yeah but some people want to know why and this kind of gives you the why you know yeah. like you know and especially like the greatest players in league history you know you want to see them tick like luckily we were still able to get like some juice from bill russell but wilt's gone and you know Kobe's dead, and we're not. We luckily he talked a lot. We kind of know what was in Kobe's brain, which is a lot of what was Jordan's brain. 
but you know, we're not going to get this with, with, with Kobe down the road. It's going to be everybody else, um, which is, which is weird nonetheless, but, um, but, but I, I, but I understand. I understand. Like, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, but it also, like you said, the fact that Jordan was who he was in the era that he played, he was able to get this much footage of him because you you had to be dumb as fuck to not realize what was going on and what you were witnessing. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised that someone said, hey, I have a shitload of fucking amazing fucking um, Jordan footage. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, I don't think anyone in that era came close to having this much footage of them where they can just randomly decide to just push out a documentary and make it amazing as shit. Uh, agreed. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you I know, think, the NBA, it started by saying the NBA and the Chicago Bulls gave them special permission to shoot this. Exactly. Um, so, and also one thing I wanted to, to bring up, because I was, I pulled up some things, I wrote some notes that I have. Um, Jerry Krause said this quote, and I want you to, this was in the summer of 97, after they won a title. Is organizations win titles, not players. Good shit, because I wanted I was gonna touch on that as well. Yeah, that was you crazy because uh, like? Oh here, let me let me tell you what he actually his his actual quote was. Then, <laughs> yeah, I, then, then read your point, Eric. He this is what he said. He said, quote, um, his actual quote was players and coaches alone. And that was it. <laughs> he, he added the alone. the alone. He added, yeah, or, or so, the reporter. Eric, said, he said the reporter left it out. Does the word alone change what you're going to say? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, well, definitely, you know. I what just, were you going to say? Like, organizationally, or like, like Kraus or like Belichick, you always want to put it to where even if someone has a power, you kind of want to let them know you don't have all the power. It's bigger than you. Like, I think the pitch of something is bigger than you is always the right call because you don't necessarily have to be doing that much yourself. As long as you sell the, as a whole, this is huge. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I I mean, uh, to me, that's why, like, for, for, as a Laker fan, I mean, we saw it perfectly. Like, when, when, um, obviously, Shaq and Kobe for us are like one of the most, if not the best duo to ever do it. I mean, but fuck, bro. Phil Jackson was super. I mean, he matters so much to that. Like, I mean, he. Yeah, because he, yeah, he was the uh, one. Phil. Master. I mean, Phil, for we knew Phil. Phil, when we were going to play the Jazz, we knew starting, especially if it was a series, not just a game. Like, if this was like a playoff series. Well, Phil was going to start early. He was going to start criticizing refs. He was going to start criticizing everything. He was gonna take the fines. He was going to do everything he needed to do. Get ejected from a game, whatever it took. Yeah. Like he needed to get called to for shit. The shit needs to get looked at. Needs to get looked at. Like Phil had no part of a playoff series that he didn't know exactly how to motherfucking handle. Straight up. Yeah, he he was very very clever. Um, very very smart. He knew exactly what he was doing. Like you <clears> said. Um. Um. Real quick, Brandon. Sorry. No. Uh, going back to that to that quote. Go ahead. Go ahead. That quote. The reason I said a good thing that you brought it up is because I was going to bring up what I saw. Uh, I think it was Darius Miles. Uh, maybe. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You saw that on BR, right? Yeah, yeah. So he said, like, uh, when he rephrased to that quote, he said he said the organizations uh, win championships, but he goes they haven't won one since. Yeah. So, Which I mean, is my, the only argument that I do with Bulls fans and Jordan fans is like, you can be a Jordan fan, but if you're a Bulls fan, you ain't 
you're barking at the wrong tree over here, though. Yeah, I mean, and Steve Kerr yeah. said like uh, they asked Kerr like, "Oh, what a uh, what are any what are special tricks do you have any or gifts?" And he's like, "Oh, oh, may we have Michael Jordan?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty. That's it. I mean, sometimes it's simple. Like you don't have to go too crazy. It's like you know that guy over there. He's super special. He's very good, um, and he's probably going to make our team much better. But um, the best part about the Michael Jordans or those guys of the world is. We see guys like that, not all the time, but what I'm saying is we see guys that have all the skills. But why the Michael Jordans of the world become who the fuck they are is because they want that fucking, that pressure, that give me that, give me that, give me that, that like, oh, we're not supposed to win the series. I'm going to go get the series. Oh, this team's the team to beat. Let's go beat that team. I'm going to be the guy. So with Jordan, there's Jordan's, Again, he's the greatest player to ever play. So I'm not going to say there has been Jordan skilled kind of guys in the league, but why people always um, separate him or why he's the, the uh, you know the the pedestal or the person you put at that level is because of the competitiveness or the the mentality or the the level of like he was he it wasn't just that he can do it; it was that you can let him know what the objective was, and he was like, yep, got you, going to go get it done. And, and those kind of guys, I mean, we have a frame for it in our, I guess our era is, you know, moment mentality. Um, but that was learned from a specific person, if we want to really be real with it. No, for sure. I mean, and the episode one, um, kind of, I think I think we'll, we'll talk about episode one and then finish off and then take a quick break and talk about episode two, which goes into more of Scotty Pippen. And I want to, that has some really interesting stuff that I want to talk to you guys about. All right. It, it kind of goes over his, his, the shot at North Carolina, uh, which is a pretty famous shot at this point, the game winning shot, the national championship. And like, you know, that was college basketball was big back then. Oh, I also has a nice moment from president Obama in there. He's no, he, the, his title on the show is former Chicago resident. Resident, yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Pretty, pretty funny <laughs> stuff. Um, but it, you know, episode one kind of set it up. It, it was, you know, saying, "Hey, this is what happened. The first, this is where MJ got his competitiveness from." Uh, oh no, that was episode two. It was more of like a, this is with his brothers and stuff. It's like this is how where MJ's career came from. Drafted by Kraus, all that stuff. And by the way, I do want to say. And we'll talk about this more in episode two. Kraus wasn't a bad GM. He just was a fucking idiot at the same time. You know, like, yeah. he, he got the players that he needed to get and drafted Jordan for all, all intents and purposes. But like everybody says, he just couldn't get out of his own way. Yeah, but I mean, like we talk about all the time, if not being able to get out of the way, he got you those championships. What yep. the fuck? Are you good? Hey, I mean, you got six rings. I'm uh, glad you weren't able to get out of your own fucking way, you know? Yeah. You know what I'm it could be worse. One thing I want to bring up is, uh, to me, uh, that I, wa- I wanted to talk about was um, Mike, I think it was Mike Wilbon. Who, I don't know if it was Wilbon oh, yeah, or started, maybe. Yeah. I love that he started off the, the show. Like, he was yeah. the first reporter that you saw. I was like, okay, this is super The one thing that, that got confirmed for me is still how disrespected Kareem is because he said that the one person that they were comparing Jordan to at the time was Babe Ruth and Muhammad Ali, which at the time, Kareem already had his six rings, which was crazy to me, but I was like, yeah, cool. That's confirmation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I, to me, Kareem, 
I, this is this is why I think the Jordans of the world need the respect because, or not obviously it's not like he needs the respect he has yeah. fucking respect. He but what him, I'm saying yeah. is, what I mean is when people call him the greatest. In reality, who the fuck are we? The only people that should get offended are the Wilts, the Bill Russells, the Kareems, Kareems, the Magics of the world, right? So yeah, I don't see them up in arms. I th- I see them saying, "Yep, that's cool with me." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So. That's gotta be um, it's gotta be worth something, right? Uh, for right. for the for the rest of us to be like, yo, I've seen. I mean, even if you've never seen it, just Google search motherfucking Kareem, dog. Just yep. everything that you see about Kareem tells you this is the greatest. So if if him if he competed and was okay with saying Jordan is the greatest, then you know what? Maybe Jordan was the greatest because fuck Kareem was amazing, dog. Kareem was amazing, and, you know, I, I think also Kareem hadn't, at this time when Jordan came into the league in 84, the Lakers hadn't won in 85. Then they win in 86, I mean, 87 and 88. So Kareem is still <clears throat> three short of his eventual six. So he had three at the time. No, so, no, no, because they were talking about that. In, uh, uh, he was talking about when he won the fifth title. He said the only person that they were compared. this is Wilbon. Oh, right? oh, oh, at the fifth title, my bad, my Yeah, bad. so that's why I'm like, hold up. He, he barely tied Magic. And yeah, I mean, it, it was just, you know what I mean? Like, what? Yeah, it was, it was okay. just different. Like you just you said, like MJ was just a different breed. It was treated differently. He was re- 100%. You know, reacted sure. differently. Uh, you saw when he, they showed some footage when he was in the Paris game and it was, yeah. it was just mob dude. It's just like, Oh my God. Like it, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, and now that's every buddy's locker room. Yeah. But at the same time, I think, <clears throat> Just like these guys now, they have it, but they don't have the skill, right? So, like, his skill – because I agree with you. I do think he got a – I don't want to say um, – but, bro, like, the media was, like, <laughs> riding homie dirty. Like, they were just, like, all in. He could do oh, no wrong. Man. Yep. Man. They were all in. And, yeah, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. He could do no wrong. It's rare to be a superstar in our era and have the media be all in on anyone. Like – they're all in on Steph because he's little and he's and he's changing the game. But they're never gonna be all in on a LeBron or like a, or, or you know, or any of these guys because it's that's not what you do. But in that time, it was like Jordan. We're all in on you. You. But I I also think it also. That's why I'm not hating on it. It's I'm not saying they were just. It was nefarious. It was simply like. I think they saw what we saw. This is probably the greatest person to ever fucking play the game. Lace them up. One thing that I found funny I mean, was <clears throat> one thing I found funny was they were showing like obviously all the like highlights of his rookie season. He was, you know, he was making great plays. Yep. But they didn't show any of the scores, which means they didn't win a lot of games. But I well, thought that was also, funny. That was just and, personal. And not not <laughs> just that, like they didn't show the scores. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like they didn't. I mean. No, Again, no, back, no, no, just in the 80s and even in the 90s, dude. Oh, when really? You watch, when you watch these games, they show the score at very, very inopportune times. They would have to say it. Like an update? Yeah. Yeah, or, they would have to say it on this, on, you know, <clears throat> uh, here we go. Um, no, but I'm saying like even you can, say if they won, you can say if they won the game or not. That's, that's what I said. That's the only thing I found funny. Well, yeah, like, Chicago, they're all these highlights. They weren't still pretty good. They weren't and I'm like, well, how many games did they win? Oh, well, that's you not go to basketball reference yeah. for that. It wasn't that good. You don't know, of course, but I'm saying, like, it's funny that they weren't showing, like, oh, all these highlights you're showing. I know. But not, not okay. But yeah, that's why I said yeah, I it. Yeah, it didn't have cool. that graphic. The graphic technology wasn't there. It's not like, 
um, it is now. Um, here, let's let's take a quick break, yeah, and yeah. then we will uh, hop back on for uh, the episode two, the second part. Cool. That was like. All right, everybody, welcome back inside. One thing I forgot to mention uh, while we were talking about episode one is I saw this um, as I was because I was scrolling through my phone. Oh man, I already lost it. Um, and it's gone. There you go. Yep, it's gone. Oh well, but it'll it'll come back to me as it as it progresses. Oh no, here it is. They called um, the Bulls like they made jokes about how much coke they did. Yeah, that was a good good thing. I yeah, that's good. Shit. And uh, Jordan said that he walked into a um, the hotel room one time. He's like knocking on doors, knocks he knocks knocks knocks, and then um, they're like, "Who he is it?" Like, hey man, it's MJ. So they opens the door and they're like. He's like, I've never seen, like at that age, I've never seen what I saw. <laughs> I was like, damn, <laughs> there must be some serious shit going out of that room. Um, and it's probably not like a little cramped ass hotel room like you imagine. Like, it's probably just like some mega suite. Yeah, because he said the whole team was in there. Yeah, he said the whole team was in there. Um, but let's, let's continue. <laughs> under the bus. Dude, it's crazy. Let's continue with the episode. So episode two, which you guys haven't seen, mainly talks about Scotty Pippen and his salary, because that is another boiling point of this season is Jerry Krause doesn't want to pay Scotty Pippen or really Michael Jordan or Phil Jackson or really anyone. Anybody. Yeah. So, um, but, so what, what, but look, hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick. To the root of all of that, do you think a guy that doesn't want to pay those people is frugal? Or do you think that reeks of, like, this is all me kind of person? No, it, it was definitely they, – they, they hinted at that on episode one. of One, that yeah. Steve Kerr even said that. Like, Jerry was smart. He, he was friendly. He was kind. But he just couldn't get out of his own way. You know, like, and, where, and that's what the problem is here because – well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, here, you know what? Me... You know what teams do right now. You see how these trades work. Teams trade their whole fucking roster, future, everything for the right to ask you, please, will you allow us to fucking sign you for a shitload of money for a long fucking time? Wait, oh, you mean talking about Anthony Davis here or what? Or, or any superstar at this point. Well, look, you know man, what I mean, you, Jordan was the greatest. Do baseball players that you have to. Uh, pay money to their agent just to talk to them. Some of these uh, foreign ones. Exactly. Oh, yeah, the international yeah. players. Yep. Yeah, and Darvish that's what I'm saying. Michael Jordan, the greatest of all time, got treated worse than fucking Booker's going to get treated when the fucking Suns are up. Oh, my God. Booker is going to make so much more money than MJ made playing. Oh, but not not, not a how much money. Fuck the money. It's treated. How the fuck is your GM looking at Jordan asking him how you asking for more when all he should tell you is I wish I could pay you more than I'm allowed to. Well, pay. no, it, it wasn't really more of the asking for more. It was more of like they're all breaking up. I think they probably would have got – they kept Jordan, but the, Jordan didn't want to play for anybody but Phil Jackson, and which he, he has every right to say. Um, and with Scotty, the, the main thing there was he – in 1991, he signed a seven-year deal for $18 million. Damn. And – because he in ninety one he was his family was broke he he just, he told a story about his dad was in a wheelchair because he had a stroke at dinner and his brother was in an accident at school so they he had two people in his household had wheelchairs they needed money 
And so he's probably, he said seven years, I'm, I'm, I'm employed for seven years and I get paid $18 million, you know, sign me up. And my thought was that the Bulls took advantage of this in 91, knowing that how, you know, Jerry, Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner of the Bulls, he's like, oh, I was against that contract. Like, if you were against the contract, then why did you fucking sign off on it? You know, like, get out of here with that shit, um, from yeah. my personal opinion. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I blah, 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 dude. I guess my, in my opinion, you, you're the owner. You can make you, if anything, you're the one who can stop yeah, that from happening. He has, right. He has the last you know? say or the final you know say. Saying? So they signed him to that deal and Scotty was just vastly <clears> underpaid, <throat> you know, for the things he did on the court. We know what he did on the court and that it was just coming to attention at this point. And that, that's really this episode is about like this developing the tension, developing how Scotty reacted to it. Uh, it, it was, it, it, it's it's a lot of information and it, it's really entertaining. Um, well, what I think the best part about that is it emphasizes the point of how do you accomplish these things? You know how everybody sees end result, but they don't see like what it costs, what it takes. And honestly, yeah, Jordan had all the skill. He's the greatest player we ever saw. Excuse me, but these are some of the things that aren't reported. We're like, Part of his run included, someone has to get disrespected contract-wise for part of his career. Like, one of the best things is one of the best players in the league got underpaid while he was on his team. You know, and I'm not saying that obviously that has nothing to do with Jordan, but what I'm saying is that's a benefit he had. I mean, I mean, 17 fucking million, bro. What the fuck are we talking yep. about? Yeah, no, no, 18 million. Seven-year, 18 million. And to be honest... Oh, my bad. Scott, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, one more million. Come on, don't don't sell the man short. Sure, what is that? Nine million? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, he's he's making two point five six million a year. I think. I think what the math comes out to, um, or maybe he's making thirty. I mean, it is ninety one. Yeah, it well, is ninety one. So let's chill out a bit. Well, I mean, the your boy is well. Thirty, right? Wasn't Jordan getting thirty? Yeah, 30, in yes, ninety seven, he was getting thirty. Well, Scotty's still on that two. Two point five, or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like you're like, oh my god. Uh, they also showed a pretty funny clip of Scottie Pippen getting slapped in the face by Charles Oakley. Uh, that was pretty funny. Uh, where Oak Oak was uh, because Oak was his teammate in the early '90s, like '91, '92. Uh, I no, no, I think like in the eight, early, late '80s. So like eight from '85 to like '89, I think he was in Chicago, if I remember correctly. And so that was a pretty funny clip, but. You know, the first half of the episode really focused on that. And then the second half focused more on MJ and his competitiveness and his second season, which he broke his foot. Oh, no. I'll, I'll, one more thing about Scotty before before I switch it up. That fool uh, was coming into the season. He, I guess he had a messed up foot. And he elected to get surgery right when the season started instead of when the previous season ended. So let's say in 97 a bingo exactly yeah. eric exactly and I, I told my wife like oh no we i <laughs> we went through this too. we've seen this before <laughs> yeah. on, on company time oh exactly um if I, i'll heal i'll heal on company time blah blah we all we've seen it um we know the diesel is great at that <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know and he, he had the quote too like um but Scotty did that. And then MJ, what I want to talk about was something you said, Mike, uh, 
MJ said that that was selfish of Scotty, that he should have known that it's better for the organization. But at that time, look at the difference. One person is making $30 million with endorsements and this and that and whatever, top selling shoes, most popular person in the country, you know? Yeah. And then there's Scotty Pippen who's making a measly $3 million, maybe a few on endorsements, maybe making 10, you know, it's like the difference there is, is so vast in, in, in earnings and respect. It's, it's laughable. So I will say this though. I do support uh, Jordan on this fact. Like, I understand that he's coming from, uh, you know, obviously the top of the mountain side right. of the argument. Right. He, he's a leader. But, like, I do give him benefit of doubt that even though he's been a complete asshole not understanding how somebody on his team, and not only someone, like, literally the reason why he's winning because he has a superstar like that, a prayer to him, um, is, is getting underpaid. You know what I mean? Like, Jordan is not cuz cuz even though he's even though he, he's getting paid I do think Jordan had the minimalistic attitude of like he did at the end of the day want to make money but he wanted to win more of he course. wanted to win he wanted yeah. to be the best he wanted to be a champion so like I do in a weird way how Jordan could look at Scottie Pippen and be like you know you're kind of being selfish you're being fucked up because the money takes care of itself to some of these guys, right? So Jordan's like, yo, we're going to get paid where we're going to get paid. But at the end of the day, we want to win it, right? You know what right. I mean? We get this shit done. So, like, don't get surgery in the beginning of the season. Get this done, you know, beforehand. I mean, look, that, that makes total sense. Obviously, coming from, um, like, fans and, you know, hindsight, yeah, it makes the most sense to do it when you have – time and yeah jordan is right but when when they asked phil about it and phil's like no i i sided with scotty here because this was a way of being like getting back at management for being underpaid um but the next part of the episode exactly. was probably but but, but, but that's yeah. what i'm saying like right jordan isn't looking at management he ain't looking at things he's looking at it like let's win this but yeah. i get you 100 like scotty had to find his way to let management, ownership, or whatever, let them know, like, yo, what the fuck? Go fuck yourself. And that's exactly what Shaq did. It was more of a message, like, exactly, the company time bullshit. It was more of like, hey, Jerry Buss, pay me my fucking money. It's like, while if I got a piss and I'm already late to work, I'm like, no, I'll go to work and clock in, then go take a piss. <laughs> I'm not you know, silly it, around here, though. The hey, fuck? Look, you know what I mean? Like, everybody has a coworker who does something on the clock they shouldn't, um, maybe multiple times. The second half of this episode was was clearly the cream of the crop because it talked about MJ's uh, evolution from his broken foot in his second season and how he tells the Bulls, like, all right, well, he's rehabbing, rehabbing, rehabbing. And then the Bulls are like, all right, well, we're going to take it slow pretty much with the rehab and shit. So he goes, he asked the Bulls if he can go back to college to work out. And he's like, yeah. They tell him yes. So then he goes and starts playing basketball without them knowing. One on one, two on two, three on three, gets five on five, starts playing. Uh, he goes there for like two weeks, comes back to the Bulls, and he's like, Yeah, I've been playing ball. They look at they said they looked at his calf and one calf was way larger than the other. Like, okay, MJ, what the fuck's been going on, dude? <laughs> that's exactly. that shit was hilarious. It, that's the kind of shit that, <laughs> that, only that shit was hilarious. In, that's the kind of shit that only happens in that era though. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You swear a fool would be doing that shit right now. 
<laughs> well, I mean, like, it would be cool. Like, you know, obviously our evolution on medicine is so advanced now. It's just different. But it, it was just pretty funny. No, so. but what I mean is he was able to lie to his team. Oh, Maybe yeah, obviously. And, and, and with no, get away and with, with a workout with, no with fucking college players without his team knowing about it. That is impossible. Oh, in that aspect, 1,000%. You're right, Eric. And, all, and also with no repercussions for lying to the team. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> what, what was his name? The the space cadet was a heat on, on the lake. Oh, Vladimir Radmanovich. Yeah. <laughs> the space he cadet. felt bad about the snowboarding shit. Like he actually got away with it, but he was like, "Nah, man, I'm fucking." Nah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm actually a huge moron. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Phil was one of those. Phil busted one of those classic like props. For, I'm so fucking happy that you manned up and you owned up to it. You're starting in the finals. Like a sucker, though. <laughs> <laughs> you're starting. Your reward is you're starting in the fucking finals. And we're like, and you're writing Paul Pierce, and he's going to chew you up. Uh, but they talked about, so when he came back, they didn't really want to play him and all that stuff. And they also talked about how, like, MJ's brothers were really competitive growing up. And um, so they kind of went into that history, which is pretty informative and interesting. And then they had interviews from Larry Bird. They had all, you know, all the players that, Oh, they told a story about golf and Danny Age. So in the 80s, you know, they won some games. Jordan was on like a seven-minute uh, per game limit when he came back from his injury. And there was like 30 seconds left in a game that they were about to win. And then they took Jordan out, and he was so fucking pissed. And you can see it on the sidelines. You just like – and, you know, obviously the Bulls were doing it to prove a point because – Jordan wanted to play. They said, no, you can only play seven minutes a game or whatever it was. And his minute threshold literally was at seven minutes. I'm like, all right, well, we're going to take you out with 30 seconds left. And so they were being really petty about it. And then, when, you know, obviously, long story short, we get they get to the part where it's on the Bulls and Celtics series in um, 1986. And Jordan scores 49 in game one. And everybody's like, holy shit, this guy's really good. Blah, 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 blah. Then he dropped 63 on the Celtics in game two in a loss. So they're still down 2-0 and they were going to lose the series. But that was just, an you know, the performance, which is still not beaten today. That is a record performance in the playoffs, 63 points. In a losing game, though, right? In a losing effort, correct. And I've heard that said over and over, but I don't think a lot of people throw in the fact that that game was an L. Yeah, but I think that it was an L against maybe one of the best teams of all time. Like, and we're we're talking about the the '86 Celtics are right up there with the cream of the crop. We, we, you know, I know, I know, but you don't gotta tell uh, you don't gotta tell a Laker fan that the Celtics were good. Like, yeah, I know, but we're all, this is not also just for Laker fans. This is for NBA fans in general. Like the '86 Celtics were not something to like laugh at. And MJ dropped 63. Larry Bird was quoted in this show as saying, that wasn't Michael Jordan. That was God with looking, wearing a Michael Jordan mask. But, but I do, I know we like those comments, but I, do you think that was Larry Bird giving himself props a little bit in those comments? What for? That they beat, that they beat God? That how good was he balling that like, it, he couldn't have done it just by skill. There had to be somebody else. Like no, I don't, I don't think he, I, don't, I don't think he's. I think he's complimenting him in the, in the highest way. I think he's saying that, no, this is like, and he did it something that Different. was almost inhuman. You know, like that. How many great players have been in the league? How many great players have scored fifty, sixty? You know, in the regular season, but in the playoffs where shit like gets real, and 
you know, when the next few episodes are about to get some serious shit too, they're going to talk about like the, the Pistons and that's where it gets ugly. So I'm very excited about that. But uh, no, I, I don't, I don't think he meant it like that. I think he just meant it as, as pure compliments. In my, that's in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's your opinion. Michelle. Um, <clears throat> so uh, the second episode was, uh, you said it, uh, first, um, first half Pippin uh, closed out with the second season. Yeah. Um, and I like really closing did, out like that. Yeah. It just goes, it just kind of like closes out with that. It talks about, all right, well, the Bulls were had something, but it wasn't enough. So they flipped. Um, they drafted Pippen. They traded up to yeah. get him, and that kind of brings his story back together. While he was on the team at Central Arkansas, and they drafted him. The Sonics drafted him fifth overall. They traded him. They traded. They threw. Not traded. Um, not threw. Excuse me. They traded away um, Charles Oakley for Bill Weddington. And that kind of sets up the first um, – they draft Horace Grant. And that's how the episode kind of ends with that setup. But it also ends with Scotty, like, berating uh, – well, not you don't hear it, but they just talk about it. Like, he's berating Krause publicly in front of the team, and he demands a trade. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't really remember that. This is in the 97, 98 97 season? season, yeah. He demands a trade, like, in December. Who does? Uh, Scotty, yeah, yeah, I don't recall Scotty. the that he demands the trade. I don't recall that. Scotty, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't remember that either. So, yeah, he demands a trade, and that's where the episode kind of ends off. Okay, cool, and, cool. And, and I think, and I think that's the more like you know, always like a secret character or like a a standout, somebody that you didn't expect much from. I think that's kind of the part for the like for the unwritten or the unspoken part of, even though it was known. But like the best part of Kobe's, I mean, of, of of Jordan's career is, someone was allowed to basically get screwed contract wise along with him the whole time. So like, Jordan really got the benefit of Scottie Pippen's downfalls. You know what I mean? Like he really, he really did. Scottie Pippen was pissed with his contract, but that only meant great things for Jordan. You know what I mean, saying? Oh yeah, they they really. Jordan understood and benefited from that too. Like he was a highly intelligent man. I, I agree with you there. Um, like he understood that like Scott is going to play his ass off at that next contract. He's going to play angry. Um, and you know, maybe they don't seem like they're the best of friends right now. It's not like they're buddy, no, but, buddy. Look, but I don't yeah. fault Jordan for that. I'm not, I, I'm not going to trip on Jordan for that. What I'm saying is these are the great things where these documentaries are awesome. Like you don't for you, sometimes you don't remember how many things, had to go weird or separate, or, or you know what I mean? Some someone gets fucked. Like we look at Kobe and Shaq, and we're like, "Why did that break?" Well, you can't have two guys happy. Someone gets screwed all the time, dude. Yep. You know what I mean? And Scottie Pippen, no matter how epic or how legendary he was, he got fucked over and over, and that had to happen. That was part of the process. Like Kraus, I mean, honestly, that's props to him. If you're a Bulls fan, like I'm glad you fucked. Pipping over, over and over and over and over again. You know what I mean? Yep, man. You know it's funny that Reinsdorf, the other, the owner, you know, he had a quote saying, "Like you know, like I told you earlier when he's like, yeah, I recommended that nobody should sign that seven-year contract.' But then yeah. he also hit like a minute after he's he's quoted as saying, "But don't come crying back to my office after you sign that shit." 
you know, no, like, and it's true. Like, it is, no, he, you're, you're right. But again, is that Jordan's fault? No, he fucking finagled. He he was doing. He was getting paid his money, and yeah. he should have. He should have. And what I'm trying to say is, when we get big threes, when we get big twos, when we get these duos, understand. Props to the GMs because they're not as easy as motherfuckers think they are. Just getting two super superstars to play together. Someone's always number one at the very minimum. Even if they're both getting paid, someone's number one. And if not, someone's getting fucked contract-wise and someone's getting paid heavily. So we always, like you said, Kraus is one of the villains or whatever. We always shit on GMs and we always shit on these motherfuckers. But sometimes... <clears throat> they're that's why they get paid the big bucks, right? They're the guy that we get to fucking shit on when we get fired, or you know, what I mean, they get to do the dirty work. They get to tell the superstar, "Sorry, we're gonna trade you with the other superstar that we really want." You know, what I mean, or, or whatever the case is. So, to me, that's where Kraus earned his money, being able to fuck Scottie Pippen over. Well, I mean, he just what he did is he just is like, all right, well, I dealt with you in '91, and now you're off. You're good. Goodbye. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you for six what years. I mean is, he was like, "Yo, oh, you were fucked in a family situation. That was sucks for you, but you can't fault me for fully taking advantage of that situation." You know what I mean? Oh no, he he definitely did not um, care about that situation. <laughs> uh, one thing I do want to mention in and before we, I guess, end it is in they showed a game, a clip from the game where Scotty was hurt in the beginning of the year, and the Bulls are struggling. And then Jordan turned it on and dropped 49 against the Clippers in the sports arena. And me and my brothers and my dad were at that game. Oh, nice. So, yeah, they, you, we are not in the documentary, unfortunately. It didn't make, it, didn't make the cut. Uh, but, yeah, we were at that game, so it was pretty dope. Um, and that fool just dropped 49. And it just that kind of brought them back to life. Um, but uh, do you guys want to add anything else? Um, no, I just wanted to ask, uh, Scotty bounced after that 98 season or he, yeah. he, he stayed one more? No, he had, uh, he bounced after that season. To he Portland, went, right? No, oh, no, Houston. You know, he went to Houston for one year. Yeah. He, he, they tried the Hakeem Barkley and Scotty year. Scotty, yeah. And, and they, I think they made it to the West Finals. I think they made, got close. And then, um, the, then he went to Portland for a few years. Then he, yeah, played, I think, and then he went back to Chicago, I think. To, to retire, yeah. <clears throat> Sounds about right. So yeah, but I was back, yeah, because I, I, I just remember wasn't... looking at like a fatter Scottie Pippen, like oof. But like <laughs> Pippen, just looking at Coming it, like, bench. look at it the whole history wise. Like Scottie Pippen seems like he was always financially fucked his whole career. Like I think his moves were all, and honestly, again, that's most of us. But like. His moves were financially based. That's the way he was thinking. You know, the Portland move was him saying, yo, I did this whole seven years bullshit over here. Let me get that bag. And honestly, you can't fucking fault the guy. I'm going to Google the salary right now. Yeah, I just, was, I just didn't recall if he stayed one more year and then dipped. Or if $2 he bounced dollars, right $2 million, bro, that's like... Fuck if it was the nineties, dog. That's little money in the seventies. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I'm just okay. kidding. With wait, no okay. magic. Okay. Remember, a magic signed that ten year, 
Can't here, here, here we go. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. So it was front loaded. So, uh, well, I mean, kind of. In ninety in ninety one, he made seven hundred and sixty five thousand dollars. Oh. But that, that was, was a championship year, bro. And that was before the contract, yeah. And that was before the that was before the big contract. So he signed the contract. Now he's making two point seven, three point four, three million, two point two, two point nine in ninety six when they went seventy two and ten, he made three million dollars. Um if you adjust that for inflation, he made five million bucks in twenty twenty dollars. Um and for so he's being, getting like less than Nick Young or some shit like that. He's significantly less. <laughs> You know, um, there's a lot of catch. He's getting, he's getting Jordan Clarkson laughed at that money. Um, huh. So instead sure. of Swaggy P, he's like on the Scotty P. Yeah. So in '98, uh, he's he's making two point seven five million dollars. Adjusted in twenty twenty dollars, he's making four point four million dollars. So in '99, he goes to the Houston Rockets for eleven million. Ooh, yes. Eleven million for one, for one year. You adjust that to twenty twenty dollars. He's making seventeen point three million. That's a bag. That's a bag. That's, That's not too bad, year. right? That's like now he's making like that was his whole first Ryan salary. I mean, his whole first contract. Pretty much, he made that all pretty much. No, 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 eleven million. I'm adjusting it to uh, twenty twenty. It was, oh, it's got a, you. It was eleven million flat. Then he signs a fat contract with Portland. Portland, where yeah. he ab- where he makes. 15 million, 14.3, no, 14 points, uh, no, sorry, 15 million, 14 million, 18 million, then almost 20 million. So well, that's he, what I was saying. I remember the Portland contract being like heavy. Yes. And then, yeah, he, then he did play two more seasons with the Bulls at 5 million and 5 million, essentially. So, you know, he made the second contract with the Bulls for two years, he made. It was Almost. half of the original contract he signed with the Bulls in '91. Man. That one year in Houston matched that almost. Well, that's yep. what proves the Bulls. Even at the end, that's what proves the Bulls were always in on Scottie Pippen as long as they underpaid him. One hundred percent. Obviously, they're just like, well, we need to pay other guys, and you're already taken care of. We already t- we took advantage of you, and now we we can just have it go along with our merry day. They, and that's I, they pretty made much a, all Bulls fans. Bulls fans brag about what they did for Jordan, but they never mention how much they fucked Pippen. Oh, one hundred. I I agree there. They they really they kind of brash that over, and it's like no, you kind of like had this guy super underpaid, and it's like there's always a reason why you're able to do something, and that might be one of the most untalked about things in a um in a championship team. You know, we talk about like the glitch in the salary cap that allowed. Golden State to get fucking Durant. Durant, yes. <laughs> but nobody talks about how Jerry Krause, like uh, uh, maybe they do, but like we don't hear about it anymore. They don't talk about how Jerry Krause like just rammed his dick down Scottie Pippen <laughs> yeah. and like just like did let his salary get to big numbers because if Scottie Pippen made ten million dollars, that team doesn't. They probably can't get Rodman. They probably Not can't. Him. They probably can't keep Horace Grant. They probably can't get Cartwright. You know all that stuff, so it just goes it goes hand in hand. But now, nah, hey, but Jordan's shoes were badass, though. Yeah, they were, and Scottie Pippen did have those airs. <laughs> they said the 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 up tempo. Those are probably my six my favorite Scottie Pippins. I mean, Scottie, that's what I'm saying. Like Scottie was just fucked from the jump. Like homie, I mean, what what did you say earlier? Central Arkansas? What the fuck? Yeah. So he actually started before. So this is the great way to end the show because it'll show you work ethic and shit. That fool started on the team as like um, the team manager 
and then he worked his way on the squad and then became the fifth pick in the draft. Like it, it, it's Scott, Scotty is just, also he had a couple of years to work with. He wasn't like, um, players now. No, but Scotty dude, like, you know, we just, I just talked to you earlier about how like casually catching in on the league because the Lakers are good or whatever. But like, I don't remember any time in my young life where I didn't understand that Scotty was a fucking baller by the time he was in the league. You know what I mean? Man, I, defensively, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, he was the motherfucker. Yeah, Scotty balled. He was. He was. He was fantastic. He's one of the best players in NBA history. He was one of the fifty greatest. Um, oops, sorry about that. I forgot my phone was on. Um, that's going to kind of wrap it up. You guys want to say anything else before we head out of here? Yeah. I want to say that if you thought that, um, Shaq and Kobe was like a monetary issue. Remember if Shaq or Kobe got fucked as bad as Scottie Pippen did, that would have never been an issue though. They would have won nine championships because they would have stayed together. But remember someone's got to get fucked. And it happened in the Bulls, and it didn't necessarily happen with the Lakers. The <laughs> Lakers just traded the guy away. So who got fucked is us as a fan base. But, like, check. <sighs> he didn't get fucked like Scotty. I mean, uh, like, the thing is, for us Laker fans, Shaq or Kobe had to get fucked over to Scotty, and it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, because, you know, it's not like you can sign Shaq to a seven-year, uh, $10 million deal and him be happy about it. You know, he, uh, he, goes, he goes out there and yells at the owner saying, pay, what do you say? Like, either pay me, pay, or me. Give me my, pay me, give me my fucking money while he's making, like, C-plus movies. And Yeah, like, fucking A, like, E-40 says, fool, pay me or pay me. No, never mind, dog. I mean, you got you to gotta make your money. And at that time, uh, what I'm saying is Shaq or Kobe, shit, not even Lamar Odom got disrespected as bad as fucking um, uh, Scotty. The Scotty too hotty just got got railed, bro. Let's just let's just remember the best part of this documentary is gonna be the reason why Scotty Pippen's gonna become a serial killer because this fool's gonna. Nah, lose. He's still. I don't think he's a serial killer at this point. I mean, it's only no, but he's about to become one because he's gonna be like, "Yo, for why am I okay with getting fucked like this?" Yeah, you know, and he he said some, you know, obviously he, he knew that he was out and he knew this was the last season. So, um, Phil brought brought everybody together, and so looking forward to episode two or episode three, um, same time next week, hopefully. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. all right. Uh, until then. You guys stay safe. Keep your family safe. Um, hopefully, we can see each other in person very soon. And um, yes, sir. go from there. All right, bet. All right. All right, man. Stay up, guys. Peace. Later.